him and his goodness to us. And um, I think I mentioned it to the church before, but my wife and I actually sang that as a duet during our wedding reception. And um, so tomorrow is actually our, our wedding anniversary. It's 13 years, so praise God for my wife and her patience over the years. And I appreciate the Lord just being so good to us. But um, we're going to look at Matthew chapter 18 this evening. Hope that you've had a good rest and and um, looking forward to just the Lord do, doing some things in our midst in the next couple of weeks as well. Looking forward to um, Revision Sunday next week. Just uh, looking at some of the, the goals and things that we want to achieve this year as a church. And then also just looking forward to Advance Australia Sunday on the 30th. And we're looking forward to having Evangelist Fraser Young, Lord willing, uh, preach through the day there. Just focus on Australia, focus on the need, and hope that we've been praying for our nation. You know, we, we're all going through some challenges, right? But particularly just thinking about just some of the things happening. And I still still think that, you know, we have to we have to have a mindfulness about that and Matthew chapter 18, and we read the verses earlier, verses 10 to 14, and a familiar passage of Scripture, uh, no doubt. But I want to focus in on, on the, just the, the picture itself of, of the sheep. And last couple of, well, last Sunday and, and tonight, just focusing on, on our fellowship and thinking about the fact that we, there's many things that God has done for us when we got saved. Right, we we've been saved from eternal punishment. We've been saved to have a home in heaven. We've been saved to belong to Him, and we've been forgiven of our sins. And yet, there's so much more in what God does when we got saved. And part of what He did was He birthed us into His family, and then He put us into the church. And now we belong together. We belong in this local assembly um, by the virtue of the fact that we're saved, but also because of God's design and God's, God's um, wisdom in doing that. And so in saving us, He's placed us into this group that we call the church. And last week we spoke about the fact that when we're in Christ, we're in the vine, we're the branches. And last year at some, at some point we talked about the body. And one of the greatest pictures of the church and who we are in Christ is the fact that we're just sheep that belong to his pasture. We're part of the flock. And tonight I want to bring some thoughts out to that because really one of the things that I think we, we would note in, 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 at times in, in modern day Christianity is a bit of a diminishing of that, that, that sacred um, assembling and that time that we have and that belonging that we ought to have called just the flock. You know, we're here tonight and we're gathering and um, throughout the course of this week, perhaps we've been in touch with others and this morning we gathered uh, already and I hope that we, we come with the mindset that it's important, that it's not just something that we do because it's on the schedule, because it's just our duty to do, it is, but it's more than that, it's, it's something that God has designed and we're, we're, we're to be a flock. And there's this, this idea of a collective that we, at some point in the week, we have a gathering together. But we do that because God really, a large part of, of Scripture, calls us sheep. We are to belong to a flock. 
And we belong to the flock, the, uh, as uh, the Lord Jesus is our good shepherd. But we understand that God calls us into these local flocks, these assemblies that we call the local church. And I want to really target that illustration this, um, this evening of belonging in a flock. Okay, we are sheep in God's eyes. In, in, our, in our story here, we see that this shepherd, a shepherd seeks the one that's been separated from the flock. And again, it's appropriate that for us to apply this in the reaching of souls, but in the story here, they're all sheep. And, and it's interesting that he leaves the 90 and 9, the 99, and he goes after the one, but there's, a, there's an understanding there that, that, that there was a belonging that needed to, to, to take place. That one sheep was not meant to stay out there as one sheep. It was meant to be gathered back into the flock. And so there's an importance that God places in the belonging that we're supposed to have. And, you know, one of the greatest joys that I've had over the course of my life is just belonging to different churches over the, over the course of my life. Um, from a very young age, when my parents got saved, they were introduced to a, an independent Baptist church over in the Philippines, and they got discipled through that church. And very soon, as I was being brought up there as a young fella, I got saved, and I understood my need to my need to belong. And then we moved over here to Australia, and for a little while we couldn't find one. We didn't really know of any churches here. And and one one afternoon, my parents were walking to the shops there at Westfields in Parramatta. And along the way, there was a group of guys street preaching. They were listening in, and they were preaching a clear gospel. They they were listening to the verses, and they were all. King James verses, and they thought, oh, maybe they're independent Baptists. And so they went over and they spoke to them, and in fact, they were. It was Liberty Baptist Church. It was Keith Piper. And they were over, and they started to talk, and one of the young fellows there was Damien Demedio. He was uh, one, of the, one of the young adults at that point, and he started to pick us up. And at a young age, he would, he would take us on a Friday, to Friday night kids club and all of that, and we would come along and and then pretty soon we were coming along, my parents would faithfully attend, and, and we were living about an hour away. And then we were living in a place called Blacktown over in Sydney, and um, there was a little Bible study that started in the primary school that was just two minutes away where we were attending. We attended one Saturday night and ended up, they were an independent Baptist congregation, just a Bible study at that point. And so we started attending there, they, they invited us, and then pretty soon it was clear that God was moving that little congregation to become organized as a church. And so from there we joined up, we became part of what was then Bethany Baptist Church, and over time it became Southland Baptist Church, where um, until recently I was pastoring. And I look at all of that, and, and the joy that I had of belonging to those churches, what they were, it was a flock. There were times where I was nurtured there. There were times where, where rather than being in danger, I was put into safety in the flock. And there's a design in belonging to a flock. And we understand that God then brings us along into, uh, into fellowship, and there ought to be an importance, though. There ought to be an importance in our mind about our fellowship with one another and belonging to the flock, belonging to the right flock. And I think here's some, some reasons that God puts us into a flock, and then we'll, we'll make some application. Firstly, uh, I've alluded to it already, safety is found in being with the flock. 
There's safety. You know, one of the, the reasons why my parents found it very important for us as, as kids to belong was they just understood the dangers that are inherent in the world. And obviously there's physical dangers, but there's real spiritual dangers. And they understood that we needed to be grounded in the truths of the Word of God. And the, the place to find that is to be found in a flock. As little sheep, we need to, to belong somewhere where we, we could be nurtured and we could be protected from the errors of the world. And, and, and safety is found in being with the flock. There's, there's safety in numbers, as they say. But there's safety in belonging to the right flock. You know, out there in the, in the world, there's, um, there's spiritual uh, enemies at play. And, and, you know, many times as sheep, we're never designed to go at it alone. Okay, sheep don't do well alone. The sheep are, they're, they're, when you study what they are, they're short-sighted animals. You know, they're, they're, not, they're not very good at, at seeing the dangers. There, there needs to be a belonging. There's a lack of direction in a singular sheep. And there's just a wonder that God designed there to be a flock. And sheep don't do well alone. They're most safe when they're found within a flock and they belong that they belong to and journey with. And that's why the enemy works so hard to scatter the sheep. You know, look at look at Acts chapter 20 and Apostle Paul himself warns about this. This is uh, someone who's parting address. He says in verse 28, Take heed therefore unto yourselves and to all the flock, over the which the Holy Ghost hath made you overseers to feed the church of God, which he hath purchased with his own blood. For I know this, that after my departing shall grievous wolves enter in among you, not sparing the flock. Also of your own selves shall men arise, speaking perverse things, to draw away disciples after them, you know the, the, the reality is that there's a, there's a great there's a great um, there's a great force out there that's wanting to dis, dismantle and disassemble every flock, and he's saying there's a warning there, and, and there's a there's a real there's a real battle at play, and that's why you know to to for for us as believers we need to have a, a mindset that this is an important thing that we do. That belonging to the flock, that being sheep of his pasture, of being part of the local assembly is, is, is something that we do for the safety of our own and the safety of others. And then even those that perhaps God has brought us to bring, up, bring them up. Because there's inherent dangers out there. There's those grievous wolves that enter in and not sparing the flock. In Matthew 26, 31, then saith, Jesus unto them, all ye shall be offended because of me this night. For it is written, I will smite the shepherd and the sheep of the flock shall be scattered abroad. And we know that uh, when, when Jesus went through the, the crucifixion and, and all of that was a surprise to his disciples that they did scatter. They, they were separated a little bit and then we know doubting Thomas nearly, nearly got taken away really. But then Jesus, really it's referring to Zechariah chapter 13 there, he, he's trying to understand, he's trying to get them to understand, you know, the, the whole goal of the enemy is to scatter you. The whole goal of the enemy is to make sure that you're not the flock like you should be, that there's this scattering, and, and he understands that when we're separated 
and we're not gathering like we ought to, and we're not coming together in a flock formation at times, that there's inherent danger in that. And safety comes in the flock. And, um, and there's, a, there's an understanding then that then sheep are most healthy when found being in the flock. When, when we're about, and it's, it's well documented that sheep that go off on their own, they don't produce the same wool and don't grow as healthily as the sheep that belong to a flock. And, you know, our gathering, our times together, when we assemble, it's meant to be times of instruction. And my, my sheep know my voice and they hear me. It's a time of, of example. It's a time where we can relate to one another and show how we're, we're living out the instruction that we've been given. But it's also our time of exercise. You know, the sheep's health is going to be at its most optimal following the shepherd along with the flock. And there's a, there's a sense of belonging that ought to hold importance in the things that we do. And sheep are just made this way. And, and God doesn't, doesn't allude to things and doesn't um, relate to us the kind of people that we are if it's not accurate. And so he gives this picture because in his sight, there's a, there's a connection there. There's a, there's a likeness there. And there's that health and safety that is given to us as a flock, but then there's a great purpose found in being with the flock. You know, one of the things I, I understood from a young age was that as, as my parents, they, they encouraged us and they led from it by example in, in just their, their faithfulness to coming together as a church and, and their service for the Lord in that local assembly. There was just an example there, and, and what, what I started to begin to see was there, was there was actually a purpose trying to be fulfilled there. I found great instruction and great purpose and a great sense of the urgency that was required to assemble together. And, you know, the lone sheep that went astray was in great danger, and so there was an urgency for the shepherd to go and find that sheep. Why? Because he understood that that sheep was best suited to belong with the ninety and nine. It wasn't just, well, that's just one gone. No, listen, there was an urgency because what was best for that sheep was, was to belong to that flock as they journeyed together. And, you know, sometimes we, we downplay the whole idea of church and the whole idea of belonging. When, when actually a great majority, right, of the New Testament is written in that context. And we've got to understand then that, that it's best for us and best for fellow believers that they are, are members and are part of their local flock. And, and for, for those of us who are part of this church and God has brought us to this place, then we ought to have an importance. We ought to have a, a sense of this is part of what God would have us to do and a, a sense of that belonging. And, and, and because of these things, there's some implications for us as a, as a flock. Here's what I want to say to you tonight, and, and again, really simple tonight. We're just focusing on gets, getting back to our fellowship. Uh, firstly, we need to have an eye out for those who go astray. We just need to have an eye out. In, in verse 12, it says, How think ye if a man have an hundred sheep and one of them be gone astray? You know, he didn't just take it for granted that the group was there. No, no, he had an eye out on every individual, and then he saw the one sheep. And he went after the one. And we need to have an eye out for those who go astray. 
You know, one of the, the verses that greatly challenges me as, as, as a pastor is in Proverbs 27, 23, where the Bible says this, Be thou diligent to know the state of thy flocks and look well to thy herds. That sense of diligence, that sense of, of having a keen eye. And much of what we do as, as believers ought to have this, we ought to have this mindset of just keeping an eye out for those who are, are, are straying. Just keeping an eye out, just, just, just having an importance of, of, you know, we belong together. I'm not just taking for granted when, when someone's away that sort of just, well, they're just, no, having that attitude, well, we better reach out. You know, um, one of the things that we do, right, as parents when we have young children is we want to make sure that our, our, our kids stay together. Right? If we had a dollar, right, all you parents had a dollar for all the times we said to our kids, stay together, right, we'd be pretty rich. But we, we keep saying that. And, and I remember a particular time we went on a, we were invited to a birthday party and it was a kid's birthday party. It was at a, at a, at a reserve. It was in um, Doonside in Sydney. And if you know a little bit about that, it's a little bit notorious, okay, Narajinji Reserve, all right? And I grew up around there and there was always rumors that there was torsos fl floating around in the ponds, all right? And I don't know why they, they had it there, but they had it there, and we, we thought we'd go along. And um, sure enough, at that point, we only had Malachi and Vicky, and we told them, stick together, stick together. And we were, we were, um, we were eating, I think, and we were just sort of hanging around with others. And we started to look up, and the group of kids had gone. We didn't know where they were, and... You know how it is, men. You, you, at that point, you have a decision to make. You go out and looking for your kid or you tell your wife. And you never tell your wife. That's, I never do that because you, you know it'll just be like, you know, Sonic the Hedgehog walk, running around everywhere. And so I just decided to look. And, and I'm not the type of person that, that reacts very quickly. Like I, I'm sort of slow to, to get worried and so I just started to look, but 15 minutes had, had gone, and, and all of these things, because I grew up around there, all of these things started to play in my head. Oh, which body of water, and all of these. And I started to pace a little bit quicker, and I started to look around, and finally enough, I got to the point, believe it or not, guys, where I did tell my wife. I was that, I started to get that worried. So I told her, then she started to run through, where could she, where could she be, and what had happened was she had, she had gone with her older cousins and they had gone off to another part of the park without telling us. And, you know, at that point, they're separated from you. There's a, there's a sense of panic. Why? Because that, that one belongs to you. And, you know, sometimes we, we, we don't always see how God sees it. You know, when God brings those into our fellowship, we have a great concern. We ought to have a mindset that, well, they're not just missing. What, what if there's danger? What if they're straying and there's, there's going to be a, there's repercussions to that? And it ought to matter that someone wasn't there or has stopped coming. And I'll be honest with you, church, you know, even a church our size, we should help one another in this area. And we need to, to have an eye out as our flock gets bigger, as God adds others, the, the bi bigger the flock, the, the more eyes we're going to need. And it's not just about telling on each other, it's about being concerned enough to say, hey, listen, they're not here. It's been a while. 
Hey, have you reached out? Have you heard from them? And, and, and there ought to be that concern. Why? Because we understand we belong. We belong to the flock. We need to have an eye out for those who go astray. We really need to have a heart to seek out and bring back those who do stray. And in verse 12, he says there, And one of them be gone astray, doth he not leave the ninety and nine? You know, it's pretty, it's pretty good just being in fellowship, isn't it? We could. We could easily just be comfortable in the fellowship. And he goes and he leaves the ninety and nine and, and he seeks. You know, it's not just noticing. It's about doing something about it. It's about understanding that they perhaps are in danger apart from the flock. Perhaps they're making the wrong choice. And uh, we, we ought to understand then that, that there's, a, there's a responsibility then for us to go and seek out and bring back those who are astray. And understanding again that, that they're, they're, they're best suited as sheep to belong to the flock. And we ought to notice, but then we ought to go further and take some action. We ought to go further and perhaps visit that one, perhaps send a text, perhaps just make a phone call, just to show our concern, just to show our, 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 um, our understanding that, well, we haven't been around, how can I help? You know, the, the, the Bible instructs us in, in how to do that. Look at Galatians chapter 6. Perhaps you discover that there is real issues. And they're being drawn away or there's some spiritual wrestling there or some spiritual um, things at play. And in verse 1, Brethren, if a man be overtaken in a fault, ye which are spiritual, restore such an one in the spirit of meekness, considering thyself, lest thou also be tempted. Bear ye one another's burdens and so fulfill the law of Christ. For if a man think himself to be something when he is nothing, he deceiveth himself. But let every man prove his own work. And then shall he have rejoicing in himself alone and, and not in another, for every man shall bear his own burden. So that, that whole idea of fulfilling the law of Christ, it's, it's about seeking out and restoring. It's about understanding that, look, lest you yourself. And, and again, we can only all do so much, but if we note and we have that, we, we, we're the ones that see that, brother or that sister go astray, then actually it's our responsibility, not someone else's. There's that looking forward to, uh, looking for that one and, and taking the necessary steps to be able to have a heart to seek out and perhaps even bring back. You know, having that spirit of meekness, having that spirit of considering yourself and humbly acting beyond our intention. And, you know, it's powerful because I know I've been on the other side of it. I've been on the receiving end. And, you know, again, tonight you, we sort of take it for granted we're here. Take it for granted that I'm, I'm pastoring. I'm taking for granted that all of that. But, you know, we don't see the history. We don't see the, the times when, when one struggled. You know, as a teenager, again, I was, I was very introverted. I could easily have slipped away and there were times where I wanted to. But I'm glad that there were those who just noticed. I'm just glad that there were those who just somehow they, they said, hey, he's not around or he's not acting the, the way he should or, you know, he's not as, as he doesn't seem himself right now. And they took it, they, 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 they risked themselves and they, they called or they visited or they wrote or, or they just did something to, to sort of go, hey, you belong, we care. And they took ac action 
not just, not just have a good intention. And really, we need to have a heart to seek out and bring back those who stray. You know, one of the things that I'm mindful about in, in any church is just to have the, the mentality that no one should slip through the cracks. And it's easy to do. In fact, I've done it. I've done it in, in youth ministry. I've done it in, in the pastorate. But, you know, it's not just one person's responsibility. It's actually our responsibility. It's all of us. And we need to have that heart to seek out and bring back those who go astray. But then lastly, we'll speak really to the leaders. You know, if you're here tonight, I think you're, you have some leadership. You, you've come on a Sunday night. Perhaps you've got some responsibility that is formal in that sense, or you're just someone who's just got an eye out. You know, it takes boldness to engage in the rescue of a lone sheep. You know, the, the Bible says there in, in Matthew chapter 18 that it was, it was through mountains. They go into mountains. There, there's inherent danger to yourself. And main, make no doubt about it, it's going to take courage for you to engage in this. It's easy to be comfortable with the 99. It's easy to just sit there and just, you know, well, I've got my group of friends. Well, I've got my, my close inner circle. Well, I've got that and... and I didn't know they were missing. I didn't know they hadn't come in a while. I didn't know that they were struggling. I didn't know. And we could say all of that, but, you know, it takes boldness. It takes courage to engage in the rescue of the lone sheep. And, you know, you're going to face mountains. You're going to face obstacles. You're going to face even attitudes. <laughs> and you're, you're going to face all of that, and you're going to face insecurities. You're going to face those kind of inner workings of your heart. Should I reach out? Should I not? And all of that. And, and those are all inherent dangers in themselves. And, you're going to need to look at all of that and, and ask yourself, is this the right thing to do? You know, you're going to face times when you've got to look to the, to the shepherd, the great shepherd, the good shepherd to guide you in the rescue. To sort of go, well, what should I do now? How do I do this? And, and you'll be exposed perhaps even to the sheepishness of other sheep and you'll be tested in your love and care and you'll face peril to your emotions and even perhaps even your own faithfulness as you struggle and as you climb through the crevices just to find that one. But how much better is it that we're like Christ in that way? You know, I believe that the shepherd went by and he came back. He came back to ensure that the 99 was okay, but then he went again. You know, the, the motive... Here was that there was rejoicing. You know, so that the little, that little one that was lone wouldn't perish. You know, God is that way. God is interested in the group, but he's interested in every individual. That's the amazing thing about our God. And I'm so glad God's that way. I'm so glad God's that way. Because there's times where I lose myself. There's times where I'm just like, you know, you're just going through life and you just sort of get distracted a little bit. And I'm so glad that I have a God who just didn't forget about me. And I'm glad that over the years that there was, there were, God had placed me in flocks where there were other sheep who were mindful enough to look and to see that that introverted boy who probably, truth be told, if I'm being honest tonight, I would have been fine to just slip away. 
I'm so glad that there was a few who sort of went, you know, I didn't, I didn't see him tonight. He was acting a bit funny, and they visited, they came, they saw, they encouraged, they dealt with the attitudes, and then I'm still here. And I'm glad. And I'm glad because then I found my purpose. I, I grew in spiritual health. I had my safety. You know, when I think about the, the world out there, and we understand we're supposed to reach them, but I'm glad I get, to, I get to raise my children in the local flock. I'm glad God's provided another one called Good Shepherd Baptist Church. And we're here now, and, and I, you know, we're trying to encourage you. Just this evening, I was asking Jaden, Jaden, why are we in church? And, I, and he said, um, and that's, you know, kids think out loud. And that's basically what he was thinking. Uh, and I said, no, I, why are we here? We're listening to, and he goes, to you? And I said, yes, but no, we're listening to the Bible. We're going to get instruction. We're going we're gonna to give, give, uh, give truths that will protect and We'll put up walls in our lives that will protect us from danger, will protect us from harm. It'll uh, cause us to have some spiritual armor for the week. And, and I'm glad I get to raise my kids in a local church. I'm glad now that my little sheep belong to this flock. And, and we watch out. And I'm glad that, that we have opportunities to exercise and to be an example one to another. But let's not take it for granted is what I'm saying. Well, let's not just go week to week and, and not notice. No, let's notice, let's care, and let's be like Christ, even, even go out and go out of our way and maybe even put ourselves in a little bit of risk so that we might be able to win one back. You know, that, that shepherd, he left the 19 and 9. And he went, why? Because he knew for that sheep, the best place for that sheep was to belong to the flock. All right, let's pray. Father in heaven, we love you and we thank you, dear Lord, for, Lord, just our time. And Lord, even as I was thinking about that, I thought of some and recognize, dear Lord, that at times we can become a little myopic on our own needs and our own circle of friends and influence, and, and that's it. And Father, we can, Lord, at times just sort of rest easy in the fact that all of those are align and yet lord there are those outside of that perhaps who are struggling perhaps who've gone astray and father we it's us it's it's your call to us that we would notice and that we would care and that we would go so i pray that you'd help lord even tonight pray that you'd you'd lay on our hearts even this week one that that lord we just needs a friend needs a, another member of the flock to sort of go hey I'm here. Hey, we have a good shepherd. Hey, we have the Lord. And just, just in your wisdom and in your enabling, rescue them, dear Lord. And I pray that you'd help each and every one of us to be that way this week. And we pray and ask these things in Christ's most precious, holy, wonderful name. Amen.